up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. Glad to be coming to you guys live this week. We are going to do this about once a month and we're going to do it primarily with the season finales or show finales that we've got coming up. So I'm going to bring in my girl, Kate. Kate, how are you doing this evening? Good. Coming to you on location from a hotel room in Illinois. So I'm I'm coming to you guys on location from a condo in Florida. So it's, (laughs) it's travel week here. It is travel week on the platoon. Because Sam is not with us because she's on the uh, premier cruise of the wish. So it's as yeah, it's travel week. Now coming to you from Buffalo, which is oh where he's normally at, is Pete. Pete, how's it going this evening? I, I can move a couple inches to my left or something like that. <laughs> but otherwise I'm pretty much in my normal spot. <laughs> okay. And because we are wrapping up a Marvel series, we do have our resident Marvel expert, Micah. Micah, glad to have you with us this evening. Good to be back with you guys. And I wish I was with you guys in the cooler places because here in Kansas, it is hot. Yeah. Never thought I'd come to Florida to cool off. So, and we do have Steve with us tonight. Guys, if you're watching along, please let us know you're listening. So as we usually do, Kate, We've got a little bit of Disney Plus news this week. What do we got going on? Disney Plus news. It is time for the Disney Plus news. Um, First up, Javier Bardem will be playing a villain in an upcoming MCU vehicle. Thoughts are that he will be playing Mr. Sinister, but nothing has been announced yet. Micah, do you want to tell us anything about Mr. Sinister? Well, I think it's exciting that we're seeing Mr. Sinister because I think this leads into a little bit more that we're going to get the X-Men and Mutants. Um, he is a X-Men uh, villain, uh, has been since the very beginning. Most of his major uh, outings in the Marvel Universe is against the X-Men. Um, if people remember the Apocalypse movie um, with the X-Men, he's often paired with Apocalypse um, and is a another one of these has been around for ages and ages and ages and um, is actually a mutant clone in the current uh, version. And it's his mind has been passed on from multiple clones, but he is so another uh, Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and looks about as good. Yes, typically. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So it, he is another sign and I'm guessing they haven't announced it because it's it's hopefully a mutant movie that he'll be in. That's my thought. Okay. And we're going to get into later the difference between mutants and inhumans. We're going to talk about all of that because let me tell y'all what confused Kate is is ready to show up in full force. But continuing with the Disney Plus news, Keanu Reeves is filming an F1 doc, a new F1 docu-series for Disney Plus. It focuses on the 2009 season and the rapid rise 
uh, to success of the Honda racing team. Many of the participants in the action will be involved. Yeah. And I'm actually really looking forward to this one. Kate, my, I will say Glenn, who we've had on a couple of times is really looking forward to it. He's kind of my resident racing expert, mm-hmm. but apparently a lot happens in the 2009 season that really changes how, the Formula One races even occur today. So wow. when this comes out, we will definitely have him on. He and I sat and talked for 20, 30 minutes about it lot tonight even. He's really excited for this one. Cool. So it should be a lot of fun. I love that. Uh, up next, Bluey Season 3 will be coming to Disney+. Plus. This series out of the UK is very popular among young kids and will soon be available for the multiple screenings that toddlers are known for. I will say... A lot of my friends who are parents love, they think Bluey is very funny for adults, okay. even. So, um, a lot of people have said, listen, even if you don't have kids, go watch this because it's great. Okay. Um, and last, but certainly not least, Lightyear will be released on Disney Plus on August 3rd. This origin story of Buzz Lightyear has done okay in theaters, but has not made the traditional waves that a Pixar release typically has. And I'll be honest, I haven't seen it. I know. Ryan, who's um, watching right now, has. Um, so I will be interested to hear his thoughts on Lightyear. So P- but I, I haven't you heard t- great things about it. I've seen, I know you've seen Lightyear and yeah, I have it not. Was, and- yeah, I saw it. Um, it was okay, I will say. And that, that's my two letter and honestly, review. And honestly, guys, we're probably going to watch it in the background. And if some of us end up liking it, we may end up throwing it a review. If not, we will throw a really short to the point review on it after yeah. we've watched it. And so, that is it for the Disney Plus news. Yeah, not much this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan says he's got to be honest. Uh, hasn't yeah, seen a true. single episode of Miss Marvel. I think now that they're all available, I might just start. Ryan, if oh, that's we're going to spoil you, Ryan, though. Yeah, if that's the case, Ryan, you need to go away and watch <laughs> us later. Listen to us later. Go yeah, la, 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 for the next for hour because we're going to spoil everything for you. So if you haven't seen it and really want to see it without any spoilers, now's the time to leave. If you don't mind the spoilers or you've already seen it, guys, we're going into the Miss Marvel finale. We've ra- finally wrapped up the series and it's real interesting to see how things go. Pete, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who ultimately was the villain of this series? And we are losing Pete. So, Micah, I'm going to jump to you on this one then. Um, We'll pick Pete back up when he comes back in. Um, Got a couple options on the the true villain for the series. What are your thoughts? So, I think there's sort of two that kind of play as the the villains. The one is the, oh, and I'm going to forget the organization name, the DO... Department uh, of DODC, damage Department control. of Damage Control. Yeah, Damage Control is often how they refer to them. So they, I think, in many ways play the um, more human bad guy. Um, but then the, um, what's the other group called? Uh, the the uh, Clandestines. Yes. I think the Clandestines. Now, I would separate out Car. Uh, uh, car- Cameron. Cameron. There we go. I'm struggling wow. with the names today. How am I giving the, the answers <laughs> to these to Micah? I mean, <laughs> oh, it's been a long, hot day. The brain ain't yeah, working. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think the, it, it definitely in that last episode, you, you are running from the damage control folks and they, in many ways, are 
the bad guys that are surface level, but um, this tear is could wipe out the whole world. And is Kamran going to reopen that? Um, so he's put as sort of the the ticking time bomb, but yet you're still trying to see him as human and um, yeah, trying to hopefully have him uh, be redeemed. So he's the the greatest threat, but I think the bad guys is the damage control. But Pete, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think in the end, it ended up being damage control was the biggest threat to uh, Kamala and her friends. And um, I think Cameron obviously has <laughs> has some issues with the powers he's been, he's been given. And right there's potentially um, you know in a future movie or. Uh, TV show, we could see him come back. And, you know, he, he was the one thing I read was he was using his powers to threaten and Kamala was using her powers to defend. So, um, you know, they were, they were a little different in that way that he wasn't really so concerned about if he was going to hurt anybody, whereas she was not trying to hurt anybody. So, but in the, in the end, he, you know, didn't, actually hurt anybody because of her efforts and they kind of let him out. Uh, Derek has something he wants to say. I was going to say she, he did hurt people. He did hurt people. He couldn't, he couldn't really hurt people because Kamala stopped him. He was, he was smashing cars. He was knocking. He did hurt people. He just couldn't, Alt, you know, really, really hurt people because, but as far as him not actually hurting people, I can see him coming back as a villain later. I, because him playing with Kamala's emotions, I can see with him. And I don't think that would necessarily have been on purpose in this show, but I could see him using it against her. I do not trust Cameron. And I think, Micah, that does go kind of ties in with the comics, doesn't it? Where Cameron is not necessarily trustworthy. Right. And they they made him a, a much nicer ca- uh, character in the uh, in the TV show than what he ends up being in the comics. Um, he ends up ultimately being one of the bad guys in the comics, but he didn't have the the um, the tear um to the other realm it didn't seem to be part of his power set in the comics and he it, he seems like if he loses it he could rip open a tear and have the other realm come in and that so but i actually hope and marvel please be listening to me when i say this don't bring him back he wasn't a good enough actor um <laughs> So, and I actually don't enjoy him as a character. So he was good for the first season, but let's never see him again. There's yeah. more and better stuff to come. Yeah, I would hopefully. Now, Micah, you and I had a conversation interesting a little bit before the show, though, as far as the DODC and their treatment of the mosque and their treatment of and just the treatment of the overall society's treatment of the Muslim individuals that were in this show. And how it's it's tied to today's society and how today's society is, and I would argue more so early 2000s. Yeah. Um, with the scapegoat that the Muslim society has been made of something goes wrong. Well, they're your first suspects. And it, I mean, it was huge after 9-11. 
And it was because there were, you know, you went on a plane and there were people who, if someone looked different or talked different, well, they must be the terrorists and you need to get them off my plane. And I saw that firsthand. So, um, but yeah, Micah, you know how they went, they invaded the mosque. I thought one of the funnier things was when, um, okay. Kamala's friend. Um, uh, yeah, hang on, give me a minute. And I'll pull don't it ask. Me. Anyway, Kate doesn't know. Anyway, Kamala's Nikki. friend, you know, Nakia, Nakia, Nakia. Yeah, she was. You know, no, you can't go in there. It's totally okay, but fine. And it's this completely <laughs> other guy. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. and the scene with the shoes. Um, so yeah. not respecting it and coming in with the shoes, and we saw that in an earlier episode. And it was like, okay, what's the D- what's the DODC going to do when they come back? And what do they do? They march straight in with their shoes, uh-huh. and they they made a, a an effort of to showing, look, here they are. But I also loved the the people in the mosque. What did they do? They had their IDs ready. It was like, yeah, we're used to this. This is unfortunately the treatment we get. Um, and also the comment that uh, Nakia said at one point when they were like, oh, but it's safe to come to a mosque. And she's like, this is a mosque in America. No, it's not, not safe. safe. Everybody's looking at us. And I was like, oh, ooh, ouch. Um, yeah, a bit of political commentary. There. Yeah, I love the Abraham Lincoln quote she threw oh, at him. Yes. Or no, no, the the the, the um, imam threw at him. Yes. Okay. Kate? Yeah, I, I just I wanted to to echo what Micah said about going back to the villain. Um, he put it so well with you know, or at least I think it was well, it was one of these two jokers down here. I don't remember which one it was. Um, that the DODC was the human villain. That was the villain that like hits at our humanity. That hits on what. Um, the Islamic community faces regularly and it's unfortunate and it's unfair and it's not okay. But um, that hit from the humanity side. And then, but had you, before I really thought about it and before Micah said this, I was like, Oh, the clandestines, they're like the gins, like they're the ones who are the bad guys, obviously, because if they hadn't come back and, and did all this stuff, nothing would have happened. <clears throat> But I don't think that that's after Micah said that, I think it was Micah said that I was like, oh, that's a really good point that you have like the mystic side and then the human side. And they're both important in this. Yeah. And and it's very common in Marvel for some portion of the government to be the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, whether whether it's Hydra as part of the government or it's just, you know, these or different sword. sword was, you know, at one point uh, in, in, in WandaVision was kind WandaVision. of portrayed as the bad. I mean, well, there there's people in the government that are shown as overstepping their bounds. And that kind of even in this last episode is what happened. Yeah. The, and I'm not going to remember the name of the character, but the, the guy that was back at headquarters was like telling the woman Knock there in charge, off. stand down, stand down, stand down. She went and did it anyways. And, you know, yeah, uh, it, it, it does feel <laughs> it does feel very, uh, you know, our society, uh, parts of our society right now and the mistrust of the um, law enforcement, let's say. Which did that remind anyone else of Ocean's thir- Ocean's Twelve with uh um you know the don't do it don't do it don't do it you refuse it and she uh, the uh oh what is her name 
Catherine Zeta-Jones character goes in and forges the signature anyway and calls in all these police. Mm-hmm. Anyway, right. That's what it reminded me a little bit of. It's, you know, don't do it, don't do it. And she brings in everybody. Um, Steve does say there was no true real villain. One of the things he was disappointed in. Um, Steve, I'm kind of with you on that one. I'm... It, it was one of the things I was disappointed in. Um, and he says, hearing Micah's comment makes him think the nicer version is Cameron. It's why they feel there was no real villain. Cameron, I think Cameron and Micah, you can maybe back up. Cameron easily could have been a true villain in this story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He and his mother, I think yeah. in the, in the early comics are much more the villains. Uh, they really humanized him uh, in this where, in the comics, he doesn't end well. And this one, they've left it open much better. Yeah. So. Well, and, and I think they were kind of wishy-washy with that in that, like, yeah. he they they kind of made him bad because, like, he had that moment with Kamala where they, where they, like, hold hands or whatever. And then after that, he starts doing, we'll say, bad things. But he's not really a villain, so they kind of wishy washed it to me. They like they like wanted to show him were in a wor- in a slightly worse light than her, but didn't want to actually make him a bad guy. And I don't know. I and, and I I do agree that it was probably one of the flaws of this show. What what I will say they did well is like some of these Marvel shows. There's like seven villains. And I, I sometimes get sick of that, that it's like, okay, we need a few to go to more no villains here, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah, here, I think they just, they, the villains weren't, they only had really the two villains, uh, yeah. but I don't think either of them were very strong. Uh, I think, I think the, um, uh, uh, I keep, I keep forgetting what they're called. The clandestines, I think yeah. were the stronger villain, but they basically eliminated them they showed up in the end of the second episode and eliminated them in the, in the fifth. So they were like hardly yeah. villains. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. It didn't, okay. didn't quite. Work. Um, Nick is with us as jazz box events as Muslims or Bob Chapek current uh. go-to villainscape to options. He's <laughs> not aware of Bob Chapek current head of the Walt Disney company. Um, and Steve says agrees there were bad people, but no Marvel villain. Yeah, I yeah. I'd buy in with that as well. Okay, though Next. if you know her early series, her villain, I'm glad they stared away from the the pigeon guy, that the inventor. The inventor so that saved okay. us, I think. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. Um. So the next thing, and actually, Mike, I'm going to go with you. Her powers evolve over the over the course of the series. From, and I would argue they evolve, but maybe it's more she knows how to control them a little bit more. Because in the opening, she does her hand gets really big and it goes out and saves the social media girl, and all that kind of stuff does happen as well. So, can you kind of talk, Micah? I guess my question is how they compare by the end of the series, how do they compare to the comics versus at the beginning and, you know, how her powers evolved compared to some of these source stories? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think there was a lot of fans that were upset with the change in her power set, but we finally get in the, the last episode 
her looking like what she does in all of the the comics. And um, the key line is when she's behind the cars and they're shooting at her and she says, embiggen. And that's the language that they use of she embiggens her hands or her legs or her head. Or So we got to finally see her in as if she was in her comic form. And uh, Kamran uses his powers like a, a power blast kind of thing. But she uses it as embiggening herself. And so we got to see her, you know, be the big hand smash on the truck and have big legs. And that, for those of us who have read the comics, it's like, oh, we're finally getting to see Miss Marvel the way she normally fights. Um, I'm curious to see if they keep that as more of how she uses her abilities moving forward. Um, but with the power set and Kamran's power set, it looked like they took the two of them and said, we need to figure out a way to make them as if they were together and took two characters that had very different power sets and kind of split the difference. And that's how they came up with both their power sets. What was Cameron's power in the comics? Oh, no. And that's, I think it's energy projection, energy. Okay. He can shoot energy. So similar to what he does. Yeah. More like he does, but it, it looks like hers. So I think they were trying to make the two of them look like they were the same. Is that to try and kind of make some kind of a connection between the two? Maybe? Well, that their power comes from the same thing, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, though we see at that end scene, I think we're going to come to this with, is she a mutant? And is, uh, is uh, hers different? Uh, <laughs> but with the power set that I think is, is interesting, um, because I think that is part of the evolution of what she is, trying to figure out who she is. Um yeah, and how her power set works. I think having it more energy-based and more on Cree tech, which I think is sort of subtly in the background of this. Ooh, whoa, 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 <laughs> You just hit, you just, I'm sure if you go into it, you'll hit Confuse Kate. So okay. let's go there. What do you mean by her powers going to Cree tech? So in the, oh, is it the second or the third episode when they find the bangle, The blue arm? The blue arm yeah. is, well, I, I right away was like, oh, yay, the Cree. Oops, here, I'm whacking my mic. Um, the Cree are blue, mostly. And we saw that with Captain Marvel, the the Cree who she thinks she's one of the Cree for a while. Often they're blue. Um, the band, there is the original in the comics, the original Captain Marvel was Cree, and he had these two... Uh, bands, I think they called them negative bands. And I think that her bangle is one of those two. Uh, and we'll get to the end scene, end scene here in a little bit. Yeah, we won't jump there. But that, I think, ties and is going to tie into um, the new movie, The Marvels. And I've lost Kate. Kate, so, just nod and smile. No, no. So, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember the Kree. Uh, from, there's a Kree in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He was the bad guy. Yes. Yes. And yes. his name is the um the cre- uh Ronan. Ronan. Ronan, yes, the accuser. Ronan the accuser. Yeah. yeah. But the Cree are also the bad guys in the Captain Marvel movie. Yes. Even even though originally Carol Danvers is working with them, but we find out as the movie goes on that they're that they're right. bad guys. Well, um the other thing I wanted to mention in that same scene where they found the bangle 
if you one of the shots is from above and it also has the symbol of the ten rings, which we also are starting to think are also cr- like Cree power items, Pre-tech, yep, similar yeah. to the the bangle and the ten. I mean, if you think about them, they kind of do the same thing, right? Bangle, you wear it on your wrist. Ten rings, you wear them on your wrist. Um, so I think that's you know there's there's been a lot of complaints about phase four being disjointed but if there's any kind of through line in phase four that we're starting this i think i think this show maybe lets us start to see that the 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 cree tech is the (laughs) is the through line that might be coming to phase four and i think that's where we're going to get to and now um, i did i did see something and kate will get to you in just a second as you're scratching your nose um that when they actually did an interview with Kevin, uh, Kevin Feige, and he said that phase four's main point up to now is that it is so different and being different from everything they've done before so far is actually phase four's the idea behind phase four. And yeah, Gina says her mind is officially blown. At least I'm assuming that's what that <laughs> emoji means. I can't tell if she's doing this or if she's. <laughs> Was, is Thanos a Cree? What no, no, he's a Titan. Titan. He's a Titan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he's from Tennessee. And oh, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that was really good. Um. Now, my question, and the thing is, though, we've got Secret Invasion coming up, so those are going to be the scrolls yep. infiltrating everywhere. Okay, you know who so that also Kate? happened to Miss Marvel. So you know, and you remember Ms. who the Marvel, scrolls are? The scrolls were the green guys in Miss Marvel. That, yeah, it seemed like the good guys. Yeah, they're not. Sorry, spoiler alert, but we are yeah. full of spoilers. Secret Invasion. The scrolls who are you know Nick Fury's in theory working with and all this are not good guys. Perfect. So who knows about the Kree? So the reality. big thing is the humans are stuck between two warring races, which is the Kree and the um, oh boy. Scrolls. Scrolls. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Lost their name. And humans get stuck in the middle of that conflict and often get the raw end of the deal. Either side's trying to take over the earth. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're getting, um, we're getting very much in the weeds of the entire Mar- MCU versus just this show. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, but none, none I, of that is in the show, but at the end all of the there. show, we, we, you know, and yeah. something that came as, you know, well, uh, 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 we'll get well, there, Pete. We'll get yeah. there, Pete. Okay. And uh, Steve says he agrees probably with me. I'm guessing took is using better using and understanding her powers. I can see that, you know, how she, as it goes on, because then you can see Cameron doesn't really understand how to use his powers in the last episode because he just got them. But I'm not sure I buy that because he knew to shoot it at he knew he had powers because he knew to shoot it at that drone that was following them. Yeah, and how he, you think about the train it, scene, he he doesn't mean to disrail the train. He he but derails how did he the know train. To shoot the drone. But how did he know to shoot the drone if he didn't know he actually did have powers? I mean, could that be a continuity error or something deeper? 
So I, I think it's um, you threaten a bear and the bear strikes out and it's that same kind of thing. You threaten him and he just responds and it's like, oh, look how I responded. And gotcha. often in superhero things that fits with they don't know until they're threatened and suddenly their power comes out. I get that. Kind of like Kamala. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Kamala, guys, Kamala was very much featured, but there were a lot of great characters in this. And this is really one where we really want to hear from our audience. But Kate, I'm going to start with you on this one. Who was your favorite non-Kamala character in this series? Well, listen, I'm not pointing fingers or anything. pointing at you two but my two favorite favorite characters were already taken when uh i decided to look at the list um so my third (laughs) favorite character was um i love how they portrayed nikia i love um her bravery in in running for the the council or the board i can't remember the exact term um in a very male dominated religion I love um, how she stood up for her, the mosque, um, even saying like in everything she did, I love her very real interaction with Kamala in the, I am your best friend. Like you can keep secrets from everyone else. You don't keep secrets from me. Cause if I found out that my very best friend, Missy, if she like, didn't tell me this crazy secret, I'd be like, excuse me, excuse me. When you say I'm not going to tell anybody, like, that's not including me. Like you tell me everything. So, um, I love, I love even, I think, I think it was Micah again that said like, or maybe, I don't know which one of you jokers it was, but said, (laughs) we brought them like, they can't come into a mosque. It's a place of prayer. And she's like, we're in America. You need to go to the high school. That's the emptiest place on a Saturday. (laughs) That was, and even then it wasn't, and even then it wasn't. I know. Um, but I, and it took me a little bit to warm up to her because um, I wasn't entirely sure. I mean, going into Marvel series, literally trust no one because somebody like is like the best character ever. And then you're like, oh, wait, you're the actual worst. Um, so it took me a little bit to warm up to her. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, she's I love the way they wrote her. I thought the actress did a wonderful job portraying her. Uh, big fan. So, Michael, what about you? Well, since she was taken and many of the others weren't, there's actually three right. little characters that I loved. I loved the, um, now I'm not quite sure the proper term, a mom, the, 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 yeah, the mom at yeah. the, the, mosque um he is just a fantastic character um he had some of the best lines in the whole thing um but i also love some of the other uh, uh, muslim characters that are there the little boy who's stealing the shoes and falls off and some of his little things of um the the posts that he does uh but i also love the guy green pizza uh, yeah well he says that and then the guy who's the the sandwich maker um, who says, Oh, ice cream pizza. I thought the three of those characters just added some really good fun life, but very realness to, yeah, the world. So I loved those three. I like those. I, I will so, just add one thing with um, Nakia. I loved in the, the trailers at the end when it was going through and it talked about the changes here, but the first part, the her of here was a different color and that's talking about her 
that the change is her and talking about Nikia. And I thought, oh, what a great thing to add in. Yeah, I uh, and that's funny that you, uh, Kate, I didn't think uh, I didn't think anyone would think of uh, Yusuf, who is um, Mala's dad. But uh, I had to take him because as a dad of a teenage daughter that doesn't have superpowers, but like I see I see a lot of Kamala in my daughter, uh, at least in terms of like she's very artistic and things like that. that uh, I really, I think that was a character I identified with, but he was a very loving parent. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, almost all, almost everything shows dads as like doofuses and he had his doofus moments, but I really liked just, you know, the way he treated her with respect. Well, and, and how many Marvel shows don't have two valid parents, right? Especially dads. Well, and that, that was something I liked about this show that we don't normally see, which is parents that know what's going that know the kid is a superhero. Right. And trust, I mean, we had, and trust them. Right. But, uh, but I really enjoyed him, especially that last scene where he kind of dubbed her Miss Marvel. And uh, I don't know if you noticed at the end, she's, she like, she goes off and you can see her steps in his reflecting in his glasses and he, and he's going, Oh, it's magic. And I just, I, that was such a, uh, a perfect moment. I really, I really just liked that character a lot, even though he wasn't probably as important as the mom and she was very good too. Um, I, 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 Really See, I him. saw him as so. the one who would willing to do absolutely anything for his daughter, including dress up as the Hulk. Yeah, right. <laughs> so good. Um, well, I thought it was perfect that between the two of them, they give her her outfit and they name her. And right. they were building to that through the whole series. I don't know if people noticed that, but there kept being cloth given to uh, Kamala. Right. And all of those pieces then ended up being her suit at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And okay, guys, my favorite character. I know we're not supposed to talk about him, but I got to go with Bruno. I got to go with Bruno. I got (laughs) to go with Bruno. There is a soft place in my heart for guys who are friend zoned with someone that they absolutely adore. Because, guys, I I know a couple of a couple of the platooners know, guys, I lived that. That would that was me and my current wife was I was totally friend zoned and he's doing everything he can to help her as his best friend because the the other girl may be Kamala's best friend, but she is his best friend Mm -hmm. and she is his best friend by far. And as someone who has had a female best friend who they desperately want to get out of the friend zone, I mean, the look on his face when he he sees the two of them her and Cameron about to kiss broke my heart Mm. just as a, Oh my gosh, I have totally been in that situation. Not necessarily seeing the, the girl about to kiss someone, but just as a, Oh my gosh, I, what can I do to get out of this? And that's why I really hope Cameron is the bad guy. And Cameron comes (laughs) back, comes back to be completely purely evil because I'm on, I'm team Bruno. I'm team Bruno all the way on this one. So it's one of those where, I mean, Cameron could be evil. I don't think now it does seem a little as I much as I hate to say it, high school musical, the musical, the series of sending one of the 
people away like halfway across the country or across the country because they did that and that also. And I mean, I know Marvel never steals anything, (laughs) (laughs) but it's one of those where I am completely on team Bruno on this one. So, okay. Now one, probably the biggest point in this And Micah, I know you and I actually kind of called this a little bit from the beginning. We've got mutants coming. We've got the X-Men coming. And so I'm going to kind of kind of let you go into this as far as like, how do we know? Is she a mutant in the comics? How do we know it's going to be the X-Men? What were some of the clues and what are some of the outright explicit things that are done to make sure that it is... We know she's a mutant and the X-Men are coming. So I actually was doing some research on um, the Inhumans, which um, she started off as an Inhuman in the comics. And the Inhumans were brought about, um, and I can't remember the guy's name, but one of the Marvel people said, we need to do something other than just the X-Men and paused the X-Men and brought about a different type of mutant, which was the Inhumans. So in some ways, this is a saying, well, you know, Inhuman or mutant, it doesn't really matter. We see some, well, more, we hear a couple of really big clues. Um, If you've watched, uh, and you guys are going to deal with this next week, um, the Doctor Doctor Strange, Strange, um, something multiverse, madness of the multiverse of madness. Yeah, that's it. I'm getting my name mixed up. When Professor X first rolls out in the background, the music that's playing there is the theme song from the X-Men from the 90s uh, cartoon. That same music plays just as he is saying to her, I think that you're you have a mutation and that same music plays when that happened it was just sort of this whoa they're bringing in and all of us fans went nuts um it's the first time they've actually used the language of mutant or mutation um and that link that that's the music that was there is such a clue that oh it's the x-men um so i think those are the biggest clues that we have whether she was a Basically, everybody who wasn't inhuman had a mutation and are, in a way, a mutant. Um, they're triggered by the the Terrigen mist, but they're a mutant who's triggered with that. So I think it's interesting. Well, let me put it this way. Her line there, right after that scene, and he says, you're a mutation. There's this pause that music plays. And then she says, ah, it's just another label. Um, right. <laughs> which I was sort of like, oh, that's a good slap in the face to all the fans when you're like, is she a mutant? Is she an inhuman? Hey, it's just another label and we're bringing them to you. And it's like, whoa, okay. Um, so I don't know if that's quite what you were looking for, Derek, but yeah, I think I that's mean, a big clue that we've got the X-Men coming. We've got mutants. Coming, yeah. I, I mean, they're doing. I think we knew, and I think, I think that's a big part of it is back with, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and also there was actually a very short-lived show called Inhumans. Um, You know, when they didn't own the rights to the X-Men because of Fox, they were pushing very hard on the Inhumans as their version of the mutants, even though Inhumans were never particularly 
popular. Uh, but I think now that they have the rights to the mutants, now they're going, oh, yeah, let's call them all mutants <laughs> so that we can bring back the bring the X-Men into the into the Marvel cinematic universe. And have less confused kids and, when we have too many different groups. Yeah. And I think yeah. even in WandaVision, they, there was a point in WandaVision where they they said something about her being having a mutant gene or something like that. Um, so, or maybe it didn't use the word mutants, but like implied it. So, okay. Kate? so for those of us that uh, tend to get confused easily, a, an inhuman, <clears throat> an inhuman is someone who went through teragenesis, who either went through the teragenesis mist right. or whatever that someone who was an actual human being. Right. And went through teragenesis. A mutant is not human, was never human. Oh, well, well, there's the distinction there that you're making that's a little. Yeah. So mutants so, are humans who have a mutated gene, the X gene. The right. thing within humans, they're very, very similar. When human, when regular humans who aren't don't have the mutation go through Terrigen Mist, it kills them. But for those who have this other mutation, the Terrigen Mist mutates them further and they become inhumans. So it's a yeah. fine thing. They're both humans with a mutation. The one is triggered by um, puberty. The other one's triggered by Terrigen Mist. So, and I understand this is going to, okay, well, so, uh, so, so Captain, Marvel, with it. Captain Marvel mm -hmm. is not human. She is an, she's kind of like Superman, right? Where she's like, no, she human. was, she, she was, she was a human okay. that was, uh, hit by the power stone, right? Uh, oh, yeah, right. The, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to jump universes here. I'm going to jump over to DC and say, Superman, would Superman be considered a mutant? He's an alien. No, cause he's an alien. So he's aliens. So Aliens. The Kree are not Kree and Skrull are not mutants. Are not yeah. mutants. They're human. Right. Um, they're, mutants. they're aliens. Can yeah. you be born with that? Can you be born a mutant, or does something have to happen to you to become a mutant? So I think the theory behind X Men and the mutants is that you are you are born with this extra gene. So it's a genet it's a genetic anomaly, which is and why they're called. You know, that's why they say kind of like how Down syndrome aren't Down syndrome kids born with an extra chromosome or something like that. Am I totally wrong uh, on that? Well, one's fictional, one's real, but yeah, well, maybe no, I know, other but than that's, that, I'm, they're I'm, very I'm, similar. Have superpowers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think okay. I think you could say it's similar in a way. Um, okay. And and in in truth, let's get with the reality of it. Whatever turns them into what they are, they're kind of the same group of people. Yeah, I mean okay. they're, they're different people, but it's like it it gives them some kind of extra power, and the X Men and the Inhumans, some of them have the same powers and everything. So, yeah. and uh, in many ways, they're born with it versus someone like Spider Man, who we have an origin story of he's bitten and that's where he gets his power, or the it. Hulk, he gets blasted with this, or Captain Marvel, she gets blasted with power and she gets her abilities. Got but it. both the Inhumans and the mutants. They're born with those mutated genes. Okay, okay. so and right. this is setting up that that Miss Marvel is has been born with this. <clears throat> yes, yes. Miss Marvel yes. was yes, and, and that's the reason why the bangle affects her differently. Like 
her ancestor, the clandestines, when they clipped it on, it did affect them, but they couldn't use powers. And um, her grandmother, it affected her, but she didn't have powers. But something's mutated about Kamala. So she's a mutant. And the bangle triggers that mutation in a way. And do, did the feeling we got was that was from dad? Or do we know? I, I don't think we got an impression. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. And, and I don't I, think, I don't think X-Men ever really defines where the mutation comes from, though. You can sometimes get it from your parents. Yeah. Like, Okay. Children of okay. mutants are also mutants usually, but I think, and Micah can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think X-Men particularly defines how it happens. Not in any of the lore that I've read. No. Yeah. Okay. Now, the last thing we see in this is we see Miss Marvel will return in the Marvels, which we know is a movie that is coming out next in 2023. Okay. In the mid-credits scene, we see Captain Marvel. We see her show up. We see uh, Kamala fall, basically get blasted through the wall, her door, and out and then in through her door comes Brie Danvers as Captain Marvel. So, um, one question I've seen that people are posting online is, who is it really at the end? And the reason I'm posting this is, and posing this question is because Micah, correct me if I'm wrong. In the comics, the first thing that Miss Marvel does since she can shape sh- do shape shifting is she shows up as Brie Danvers as Captain Marvel when she commits her first heroic act. Am I correct on that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then a big part of the story is her taking her own face as a superhero because she can. Right. Yeah. She doesn't have to look like someone else to be a power, superpower. But the impression I got, the impression that I've seen mostly online, but the impression I got is that is actually Carl Danvers going, what kind of super fan freak show have I shown up in? <laughs> so, um, well, and- it, I mean, it definitely, I, I rewatched it a couple of times and she like looks around the room and then she goes, Oh no, 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 no. Right. She's not looking in a mirror and doing that. If, if it was still Kamala in, uh, yeah. in Brie Larson's body, uh, she doesn't know she's Brie Larson. She, she, right. She would have had to have looked in a mirror and seen herself, but she didn't do that. She just and looked at she all wouldn't the have gone, No, 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 no. She would have been so super excited. She's right. such a fangirl. She would have been like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But the fact that she went, no, 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 no. Does she know what's going on already? I I think so. I think uh, okay. she's actually so Michael, what's going on? Help me <laughs> out. What's going on? What I could be totally off on this, but I think what's happened is the two have switched places because each of them has or has touched one of the the um I think they're called bangles. negative bands. The basically the bangle. Um I'm guessing that um Captain Marvel was probably in the negative zone, which that's complicated. It's a bad place in another realm. Um, and okay, have we, on- have, we, have we seen that at all? Because you and I talked no. about how maybe we've seen. Uh, uh, okay, but what about in that first episode? Possibly that could have been. Well, and people also talk about the Nor zone um, where that there are people. Um, 
was that where she came from? Like when she first, the bangle first activated, it she never falls. fully explained it where she fell back into. Um, that could be the negative zone. My guess is that this is now the two bands are reacting and that wherever Captain Marvel was, she was in a tight spot, might have touched the other one and now suddenly switches and is like, oh, crap. Now I've sent a fan of mine into a very dangerous spot. That's my because right before she shows up, Kamala's band does something weird that she's never seen before and she doesn't know what's going on. And all of a sudden she gets blasted through this door. And she didn't activate it. It just happened. No. So right. my guess is the person who was touching the other one, Captain Marvel, she triggered something and that caused the switch. And yeah. I'm hoping we see that at some point. I wonder if what we saw, because sometimes they do this with the end credit scenes. I wonder if we saw a scene from the Marvel's movie. I can see that. Yep. Because yeah. obviously, obviously we know both those characters are in it. And I wonder if it's, you know, it's a scene that happens, you know, 20 minutes, half hour into the movie that brings Kamala Khan into the plot of yeah. that movie. Because we know she is going to be a fairly major right. part of that plot. Yeah. Now, and that brings another part because we've got Miss Marvel, we've got Captain Marvel, and we've got Monica Rambo. And right. how we know all three of those, those are going to be the Marvels. Those three are the Marvel. Who's well, the fourth? They, they've also they've hinted at that Nova will be there, and Nova is a new character we've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy. The Nova, 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 the Nova Core, Core, Core. That's the word I was going to say. Nova Force, and I knew that wasn't right. The Nova Core, and they kind of made them sort of a, a funny group in some ways. But okay. there is there's two different characters that actually go by the name um, Nova, and one of them is linked with Miss Marvel in the comics. And okay. they've they've hinted at that he's the fourth character in that, um, or that a Nova will be a, the fourth one. Okay, but I was just thinking about you know their powers are all very very similar. They're all dealing with light energy. I know Monica Rambo doesn't really have a chance to explore her powers all that much in WandaVision. That's where kind of we saw her get her powers is her going through the hex, but. It's going to be really interesting to see how all, at least those three, and if not the fourth, will show up in the Marvels. Um, and my thought is, where do we go in this movie? And I think it's going to be really interesting to see if it comes out before or after Secret Invasion and when Secret Invasion comes out. Because I think if Secret Invasion comes out in the spring, then Miss, then the Marvels may actually be the way to help start wrapping up that battle. I think if secret, because I think those two are going to, with the Krees and the scrolls and everybody, I think those two are going to be yeah. really, really closely tied. It's going to be really important which order those two come out in. So I, I think the Marvels is coming out in spring, right? Uh, June, I think. I think it's their June release. Is it? Uh, July. July 28th. Yeah. July 28th. Yeah. I don't so, think we have a re- release date for Secret Invasion yet. We, yeah, because we don't have a release date for anything beyond She Hulk. Right. Which there's um, ties to She Hulk with this with the damage control because they'll show up again in She Hulk. Okay. Yeah. And so I, I think. be a lawyer going against damage control then? Uh, or working as part of the same. 
like the the one scene from the trailers of She-Hawk is sort of at the headquarters of damage control and it's not we it doesn't quite make it clear whether she's working for them or she's just there to represent somebody but okay. it she'll be representing superheroes um so maybe working for them or against them but in connection with them yeah yeah i mean we have a pretty good idea of the time of the release timeline for the movies but we don't have a very good idea on the release timeline of the shows i'm guessing we're going to hear an awful lot in the next two months and i'm guessing our on disney plus day i think they'll show a lot of when those are going to be coming out so and we will have a special live show that night kate and i'll be going over lots of disney plus news like we did last year so included yeah We'll see. You can join. <laughs> you can join us. Yeah. You remember you and Sam are in the background heckling us last year. That's true. Yeah, so, I could just do that. <laughs> um, but it's and remember Secret Invasion. We saw I think a couple weeks ago we announced they're doing almost they're doing like months of reshoots. So it's almost like they're yeah. there's there's big changes happening from the original idea. Mm-hmm. So guys, any other thoughts? Any other main ideas on? The uh, the series, Pete, I'll start with you. But as far as, you know, anything else you want to bring up? So uh, we're not doing Pixie Dust quite yet, right? Not yet. Okay. So m- my biggest thought was I, I'm glad that the last episode pulled back to New York. And the, I, I, while I, in, I found the stuff that happened in Karachi very interesting, it was kind of the most boring stuff of the show. I thought it, I thought it would, it dragged on a little long. Um, so I would, did I say that right? Karachi? Yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, so I really enjoyed this final episode. It brought it back to, you know, the, the teenage life that she had in New York, which was really what I was enjoying about the show and the interaction with her family and with her mosque and with her friends and everything like that. Um, so last week I was saying I wasn't loving the show that much. I really enjoyed it a lot more uh, with this final episode. And so those parts of it worked really well for me. Um, and, I, I wish the I wish the middle <laughs> the middle part was a little tighter, I guess. So, but that's that's my main thought for, to, yeah. for the last episode. I mean, for me, this is two shows in a row that we've had that the last episode is what we all hoped the series would be. Um, oh, you're talking Obi Wan, Obi Wan. Yeah, I'm tying yeah. it into Obi Wan. I think that, and part of the reason is the people who directed the first episode. This is the only other episode they directed was the last episode. So it's almost like the middle stuff was. A little bit, you know, was different, was whatever, because it, yeah, but this one was where the last episode is, I would again argue, is probably the best episode of the series. Yeah, for sure. And again, guys, this is another one that could have been a movie mm-hmm. instead of a series. So, Kate? I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> I think what I enjoyed most was. Uh, just who Kamala is and the actress that portrayed her nailed it. Um, I also loved, especially, I feel like it was most prominent in the very first episode, um, how they just the, the cinematography of it and how they like portrayed the animations and um, yeah, just that was so brilliant uh, how they did that. I, the just the cinematography and the choices made um from a from a visual standpoint loved that yeah there were things that 
were hard to pick up if you aren't a diehard Marvel fan, even though I am a pretty big Marvel fan, especially since I've been working my way through the series. Um, mm-hmm. But like the mutant thing went over my head. Um, other stuff kind of went over my head. That's what happens when you send emails while also watching the show. Um, but uh, overall, I liked it. I don't know. I don't really know what I want to see f- from more in the future. I don't. I don't have any. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any have any big goals for the future. So, Micah. Uh, one of the things that I have to recognize with this show, I I liked it, but I realize I am not the target audience. I'm a white male who's forty. I am not the target audience. None of us are. Honestly, um, no offense, yeah. Kate. You're a little too no, old. No, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah, my daughter who is sixteen. Um, this is the first Marvel show that she has watched with us that she stayed with. Like I've been trying to show the Marvel shows to my kids. My son is right there with me. My daughter takes maybe 10 minutes and is like, yeah, I can go do something else. This one, she was like, boom, she was hooked. She was there. She watched them. She wow. liked it. It's the What'd first your one. Son that, think of it. He, he didn't mind it, but it was my wife and my daughter that really, they watched it and they enjoyed it in a way that, I couldn't get them into other shows. So I think in some ways I recognize I'm not the right target audience for this one. And I think for the the target audience that it was aiming for, it hit it. It hit the nail. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think I've enjoyed other shows more because like Moon Knight, that was more targeted towards guys like me. Um, this one was targeted to young women. And I think it was perfect for that. And it, the way it was uh, filmed, the the content, even the bad guys, that um, there was less action and more relationship stuff. And my daughter loved that. So I think for its target audience, it worked. And yeah, Nick says, always happy to see generations of strong women portrayed. I totally agree with that, Nick. Totally Amen. agree that, yeah. So as we always do, Pixie Dust rating out of five for the season. Kate. I'll give it a three. I think. Okay. Go ahead, Micah. I was going to say, I would give it a very close to that three. I would say three and a half, just because I'm thinking about how it affected my family, not necessarily just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went back and I looked at how I rated the other series and I kind of put this in those rankings and it was right where I was thinking I was going to rate it, which is a 3.5. Um, It's not, it's not my favorite of of the series but it's uh higher than a couple of them so it's kind of in the middle and i would definitely i would definitely revisit some of the episodes as i said i don't know about the ones in the middle but i really enjoyed the first episode and the last episode a lot and so i think that brought it up i think if you had asked me last week it would have been a lower rating but this week it's a 3.5 derek and i'll agree that would last the week it would have been a lower rating um, I owe an apology to Loki. I didn't think other series could do this much talking and not do anything as it did. Uh, guys, it's a 1.5 for me. It was not <laughs> wow, a good movie. Wow, really? No, uh-uh, really, it was that. I was that bored. It was oh. that. I uh, never, never again. Now, oh, I don't know how you made only, through it at that rating. And it's only a 1.5 because of the last episode. Otherwise, it would have tied Loki at a one. So, wow. Yeah. Now, wow! And uh, Steve says he gives it a three. But next week we are uh, the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, Pete, I have never I have seen exactly one Avengers movie. 
the Avengers, and I've seen the series we've talked about so far, what do I need to know for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? So I think this is not as bad as some Marvel movies in terms of what you need to know. But I, I just put together a little bit about two of the characters, which I think are most important. One of them is, uh, of course, the lead character, Doctor Stephen Strange. Uh <gasps> In his original, he's he's had five appearances before this in Marvel movies, um, though one of them was a very small role in Ragnarok. Um, he started out as his role was he was a brilliant uh, surgeon who was also, of course, very arrogant because aren't they all? And he was in love with Dr. Christine Palmer, but she broke up with him because of his arrogance. He gets into a bad car accident, which basically ruins his hands and he can no longer be a surgeon. And he goes through all this quest to find a cure and he ends up in Karmantaj in Tibet where he learns the mystic arts from the ancient one. And in doing so, he becomes a powerful wizard and ends up saving the world a couple of times throughout his, uh, throughout the, the movies that he's in, but he's Does also this sound like a whole lot, like the Christian Bale Batman to anyone else. Uh, I don't think he's quite as arrogant as, as Stephen Strange's and of course Ooh, ba- Batman doesn't have, uh, Batman doesn't Magical have any powers. superpowers. <laughs> So, um, I mean, Stephen Strange is one of the more powerful characters in the Marvel Universe, I'd say. And the last time we saw him was uh, dealing with Peter Parker and his friends in No Way Home. But honestly, you do not need to know anything about No Way Home for this movie, even though both deal with the multiverse. Um, Wanda is probably the one that that is harder to... Without knowing her backstory, this movie probably wouldn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, she has she has been in six previous uh, appearances, including, of course, WandaVision. Um, she started out as uh, a creation of Hydra with her and her brother. And she had originally had very telekinetic and telepathic powers. Uh, her first major appearance, she was she was in a teaser at the end of, I think, um, Winter Soldier. She was just in the like the, the teaser clip. But um, in Age of Ultron, she was initially a weapon of Hydra, but then she went to work. Her and her brother went to work from Ultron and she used her her mind control powers to kind of mess with all the Avengers. And it's interesting that that whole mind control thing, Mike, and maybe you can comment on this, that kind of dropped uh, until, I guess, maybe WandaVision. She started controlling people's minds again, but they, they didn't really do much with the mind control and it was more the the telekinesis. Um, but then she ended up eventually switching sides to the Avengers when she found out Ultron wanted to kill all the humans and, uh, her and her brother, uh, fought with the Avengers and her brother is killed in by Ultron in that fight. Um, and then later in civil war, uh, her actions, create an accident that lead to the Sokovia Accords, which is basically a, a, a set of agreements which try to control and monitor superpowered people. Um, she also falls in love with Vision, and then she has to essentially has to kill him in Infinity War, and then 
uh, Thanos ends up bringing him back and killing him again. Uh, and then we next see her in WandaVision. And, and Derek, you've seen WandaVision. So yes, you're I, aware. And I, Wanda, and I loved WandaVision. Yeah. So the important, the most important stuff from her for this movie came out of WandaVision, which is that in WandaVision, she creates this world for herself. And in this world, Vision is still alive. And also she has children she yes. has a family and by the end of wandavision we see that she gives those things back up uh in order to basically release all these people that she has controlled and everything like that and and i guess to defeat agatha as well um but at the same time she gets a hold of the dark hold which is a book of dark magic and the last thing we see of wanda at the end of WandaVision is her reading the dark hold and hearing her children. And of course this is going for to help. be, yes. yes so this right. is going yeah. to be very important for, uh, for this movie. Um, okay. Now so, Pete, what do I need to know from what if for this movie, anything, nothing, I'll be, okay. I mean, I'll be quite honest. Um, there, there okay. was an episode of what if with Dr. Strange and there were some episodes with Wanda. You do not need to see those. Okay. They really do not relate at okay. all. I mean, there's, there's similarities. Well, there, but- there's a couple of characters that are in there. So like the, um, when you're in the other uh, universe and you see the captain Britain, captain, uh, captain Carter. You don't need to actually see it beforehand. There are other connections. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. one, one connection that, you know, Marvel, I think is downplaying is the dark hold is one of the major plot points for um, agents of shield, but oh, right. we're not going to mention agents of shield because they don't like right. it anymore. Yeah. But. <laughs> if you thought we didn't talk about Bruno, we really don't talk about agents of shield. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause, okay. cause they got in humans, which we don't talk about and they got the dark hold, which we don't talk about except now the so um you know i saw i so i already saw this movie i think uh derek and kate you haven't seen it yet right so you know we'll be talking about it next week but so if anybody wants to anyone that hasn't seen the hundred and some hours of marvel material that's out there uh i think my summary is enough that you can step into this movie okay. without too much trouble because it's i'm going into this blind you guys yeah. know how much i haven't seen so yeah, there's there's very little I mean it's again it, it all connects kind of but I don't think uh, again I think the best thing is really WandaVision I think that's the most important thing um the rest of it is just kind of yeah I mean Doctor Strange is a powerful wizard and he does lots of magic by doing this whereas whereas Wanda does also does lots of magic by doing this <laughs> We're kind of similar that way Awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah, uh, not sure I'd go to look forward to it, but definitely going to be doing that next week. <laughs> um, guys, if you have suggestions on things we should still watch, um, we've got Marvel next week, but then we've also got a couple of non-Marvel shows that I'm actually looking really forward to. Um, but if you have suggestions on things we should watch, if you like our live versions versus our non-line versions, if you like it the other way, let us know. Plusplatoon at gmo.com. Please like, subscribe, share everything. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter at uh, Plus Platoon. And we are no, everywhere we need to be. I like, so, I like guys, Ryan's, Ryan's comment is very true. <laughs> um, if you want to share that. Spoiler, spoiler without context, Jim's very, very rude to the magician. Sure. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> the two That's, down who have seen it are laughing. So I'll guess. Sure. So guys with that. That's for office take- fans out there. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so not an office fan either. So guys with oh, that. <laughs> no. Just never watched it. Just never watched it. So guys with that, we are going to say good night and thanks for joining us. So bye everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the plus platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. (laughs) 